0: yeah come on look at your neighbor and smile at them and say it's a beautiful day for you come on say it like you made it it's a beautiful day for you ask your neighbor say neighbor i hope you are not as cold as i am if you are the fire of god is here so get warm amen such a beautiful thing to be in God's presence every time that we gather. You know, uh, I was just looking at the way the week has been, and I just wonder that if it is not God's place, we can't skim through. How many of you had a busy week this week? This last week was busy for you. You had tests, you had exams, you had lectures, you had errands to run. Some of you were running like fire service in the course of the week going from one era to another era, How many of you are like that this week? All right, hallelujah. It shows that you are useful. Amen. Is that true? Oh my, you don't get me. It shows that you are useful. Is that true? I'm not feeling you. It shows that you are useful. Is that true? It shows that you are dependable. Is that true? It shows that you are reliable. Is that true? So you see, when, when, when you are not trustworthy, nobody sends you on errands, is that true? Yes sir. If I don't trust you, that you will deliver this message I want to send you, especially when it involves money. Will you be sent on that errand? Not likely. To. Amen. Talk. Today is a great Sunday. I'll be teaching from scriptures today. Uh, how many of us were around last week Sunday? Last week Sunday you were around. Let me see your hand like you were around. And you had an encounter with God. Let me see. You You sure know that you had an encounter. Oh, great. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, how many of you were able to live through the week in the spirit of that encounter? The touch of God upon you on Sunday last week helped you in the course of the week. If you are raising your hand, know that I can call you to share your testimonial. And tell us what 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 that encounter did for you in the course of the week amen okay essay can you share with us where's the mic please give the mic to essay let's hear what um where's the mic? let essay share with us how the encounter of sunday carried her through the week uh sc Essa, essay or Essa. second hallelujah
1: I was following the Bible and the the Christian Bible and then I was just, it was, it's not easy, but like, it was, and it, it was more enjoyable for me reading the Bible than it usually would have been. I was following the Bible and it was totally interesting. And then I actually felt like I was understanding. I felt like I was communing with God.
2: I was doing something.
0: Can we just worship god this morning in our hands amen you know you know as as he was speaking he's still there goosebumps just came on me try so much. you know why one of the prayers i, I prayed, pray. pray volunteers do you remember That's the prayers the plan i, I sent to the platform on, the, on monday plan. on tuesday that that encounter will be real right and that there will be grace to sustain it you see there's a difference between reading the bible as a literature book and reading it as a manual for life. What I'll be teaching today is hard stuff, right? So I want you to prepare your mind to learn. There's a difference between reading the Bible as a literature book, as a novel, as a history book, and reading it as a book for life. And as I said that in the course of the week, that encounter she had on Sunday made her study with God real and enjoyable. That encounter will last forever. That fire that the Lord has sparked up in your heart, it will burn forever. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Who else is was raising a hand up? Okay, I saw. From, I thought I saw some hands here. You are afraid I will call you. i will not call you. Come on. One of the things about our faith is that we we tell what it does to us if, if you have accepted christ in your life bring the mic for her and jesus lives in you right you you can tell what how he's doing you is that true don't you that place you are sitting is dangerous this morning do you need to relocate you are you sure you will complete I want to be seeing you smiling, laughing, and catching it. So, let's hear you, my dear. What's your name? Use the mic, use the mic. My name is Bola. Bola, great, okay. So, throughout the week, I was. No, man, no, man. I will be always be busy
3: working on the
0: I will not have time to do that.
3: But this week, I read my Bible and do my
2: work.
0: Praise God, praise God, praise God. That this week she found herself reading her Bible and doing her work and other things that she would normally do and not read her Bible. I want you to listen to all of these testimonies that we are sharing from the encounter of last Sunday and you will be able to make sense out of it. That encounter will be permanent in Jesus' name. Yes, who we'll else raised their hand? Yes, the give it to Pharaoh. Real experiences. Yes. 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 Um, last week. So after the service, me and yeah, Fosmore School she's talking about how to keep the fire bone. So typically, normally if I want to sleep, I carry read the Bible. Because I know I cannot record that. one shaker. My sleeping chase is ready for me, so I'll sleep. Before. So the Bible for you then, yes, was a sleeping pill. So once yeah. I started reading the Bible, I know how to sleep. So, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, I actually read the Bible. I started with Genesis, but I just let him start from the Although, when I was yeah. there open it, was like Genesis 14, but I, it. So I just felt like I want to read down to it. So, there were some things that actually came on me in that first verse of Genesis mm-hmm. that would tell me, like, okay, this is what I've been missing. I've been reading it just like normally. And also, the physical part there is that. Me and my mom have been having some issues. I'll do something, she won't appreciate it. You know? So the little things, the normal things I used to do, that I consider little things, I know that if I do it, she'll complain. If I don't do it, she'll complain. And the things that when I do it, she'll like she upon. I'm like, I'm not like, these are the normal things I used to do before that you don't appreciate. And I, and I told my brother, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, my goal, Do will just be collecting it. So I was like, okay, no problem. So this morning I was like, ah, I'm going to church. I know, yesterday I told her that I would go to church this morning. I want to go to church again. She was like, okay, no problem. I was like, I need the whole motto. my She said, Mommy, let's go back to the And I was like, Mommy, I need the whole motto. that's am going to church. What did you see the Bible? Ah, I was like, okay, I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, give those to Jesus. Amen. It's a new season. Happy believe that? It's a new season. Things are working. Things are working. Amen. Yes, I saw a hand around this side. Uh, who do I take out of this tree so that we can hit the ground running? Someone one of you in front here, you have to share. One of you in front, here, you have to share. Uh food, just take for me. Just take for me. Quickly, do it in a minute. Okay.
3: On Sunday On Sunday night, I I I actually prayed through the for like three hours, not sure why. I was just praying. praying. So um, on Monday, again when I went to that, I was not normal. Like like if I have a sleepwalking, I don't actually get myself. Even because my friend was like,
2: "What? Wow, so you
3: look dope." I said, "You don't understand because uh, there's this." we to our solution.
0: This morning oh spirit of god breathe upon us like never before breathe upon us breathe upon everyone here oh believe in your heart that this is a prayer for you is a prayer of faith and i want you to receive this prayer from the depth of your heart spirit of god quicken our hearts open our ears let us hear your voice it's a simple prayer but believing is Let the Holy Spirit begin to speak with you. And every time, let him speak with you. Let him remind you of his expectations over your life. Oh, Jesus, speak with everyone. Speak with everyone. Let everyone hear you. Let our eyes be opened to see what you are saying. We will never be the same. We'll talk to your grace. Okay so after Sunday service, my mom noticed that I was way gentle than I used to be. And normally I get really, really angry before, like, there's nothing nobody knows when I get very angry. Like, I just shout at anybody when I get, I think I'm very, very angry easily. But throughout the week, it's not like I didn't get angry, like, it's normal for people to get angry, angry, but I just... not just a little shout when I'm talking back at them, I just let it be. (laughs) And then normally... I I have a class for 9 o'clock. I don't even the house until 8.45, 8.30, and I get to class by past 9 o'clock. But throughout this week, it was a great difference. I got to class early and understood what my child was teaching me. And then each time I wake up, there's always this. I don't know my family always write before you go for anyway. Read your Bible, pray, read your Bible and pray. And I just got closer because I you know, my life changed. I attended class early,
1: I always did things in class. It was just a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so when he was going out that morning thing actually came but they said god actually advantage it so i was like ah, are you serious um, mm-hmm. i also remember that uh, in our world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so i have superpowers now so even no man and also when i feel my discipleship manner i just feel it for feeling really sake, i'll just copy what the scriptures is it down. so this week when i was feeling and I was reading the scripture, and I, just, I I found out that the thing relates to me, and I'll see what to keep on reading, reading, reading. Not just I'll just feel it out, but I'll just continue reading, and it actually relates to me. And also about my my school, eh, I used to be very upset. That I used to be very, very upset because I'm not I I was not happy about the whole school thing. But throughout the week, I was not upset. I was happy when my mom was still talking about it, that she was worried and all. Oh, I just realized it's all and uh, she should not worry about anything. But thank God that I was not upset about anything about my school district. As
0: I stood here looking at you, TJ, I-, I saw that last week God gave you what is called a beautiful hope. Beautiful hope. It makes sense out of moments of despair. Make sense out of moments of confusion. Let me pray for you, TJ. Lift up your two hands there. Just stay there.
2: Father, in the name
0: of Jesus, I speak over the life of your daughter that this hope will not just be a beautiful hope, but it will be a living hope. Whatever looks bleak for you, whatever looks uncertain for you, may the breath of God come upon you and give you clarity may you begin to see things from the brighter side of it in the name of Jesus. Repeat after me, Say In the name of Jesus, I have a living hope. I have a beautiful hope. I believe in what God has for me. I believe that my today is leading me to a beautiful tomorrow. And I will get there in Jesus' name amen please go take your seat. i want to share from scriptures but i feel so heavily pressed upon my heart to share a few things with you about last week's son the spirit of god as we engage this moment of your word please reveal jesus to everyone let it be a definite encounter for everyone here let your light shine upon every life may we not remain the same again in the name of jesus now, if you are, if you are two in this church this morning, you are a brother with your sister and you are sitting together. I want you to change your seat. do you stand up, go and sit. Go and sit beside the go and sit where my suit is and hold my suit in your hand. Chiboy, boy, girl. Where is Pharaoh? Chiboy, go and sit beside Sitamuchi. Three of you. Are we good now? Let me share something with you very quickly. How many of you noticed that after service last week, Sunday, you were unusually very tired? Let me see your hand up. You were tired. Not that you, it's not that you walked. But you just noticed that you were very tired. Let me see your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Such a great number. All right, put down your hand. Let me tell you why you were tired. Are you Are you enjoying the way this is going this morning? You are, not, you, are not, you are not. I know. You are not happy. I, I know. I'm seeing that your face. You are not. You are not here. Come and sit down there. Oh why are you tired yet? last week, Sunday? You tired. I'll tell you why. Most of you, yes, last week, Sunday, you had. Didn't you do sit where my suit is and put my suit in your hand? Carry my suit, put it on your leg, the way your back is. If eh? I this, will you be yeah, yeah. yes. oh, to Last <laughs> week, will for so, so don't, uh, don't, run, don't run it though. Amen. Last week, something many of you had an encounter. I'm trying to describe it with words you can relate with, but I may not be able to do that very well. Some of you noticed that you were—it's like, it's like your heart became bigger than usual. Like your chest area, your chest region was full. How many of you had mm-hmm. that kind of experience? It's like, it's like your heart was swollen. There was a heaviness around your chest region. How many of you experienced that last week? Alright. Some of you last week, you had a heavy presence of cold. You felt very cold. How many of you? Not AC cold, though. No. An unusual of coldness. the flash plastic soaking is it, not an emotional sensation. Is that okay? You know, when you watch a movie and it's going to, something, somebody felt that it was very nice and the movie was maybe going to die or had an accident or the movie became very, you know, you just could not, you start crying. How many of you used to cry when you watch movies? That's an emotional feeling. Last week, something was not an emotional feeling. It was an encounter with the glory of God. It was an encounter with the presence of God. Is somebody with me? Now, what that encounter did for you last week was that it brought the glory of God upon you. And so, it was a bit Heavy on you beyond what your physical ability could carry. Why? You cannot host the presence of God with physical energy. It will wear you out. Are you with me? You cannot, you cannot. Sometimes the wife and I have had to host some very important guests in our house, and of course, beyond our normal routine of hospitality we went out of our way you know you know sometimes you have a guest you will not come out through the parlor door to go and buy something you will go out through the bar is that true you run out through the bar as you are going you're coming you're just going and you are coming because there's somebody very important in the house that you want to care for you want to give them the very best when that guest goes you become very tired because you are exhausted your mommy put you in the kitchen, cooking, 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 frying, boiling, roasting, washing. Your house was unusually clean. Is that true? And then after the person has you're like, ah, that's God. Right? When you host the presence of God, it will wear out your physical energy. That's why the Bible says that by human strength, no man can prevail when Jacob was wrestling with the angel at Bethel it was not an easy experience for him so when the weight of God's glory comes upon you, it breaks you, it it ensures your physical strength so that the glory of God can address the nitty-gritty of your life, it can address every area of your life. Do you know why? There are some of us here If we have the opportunity to stand face-to-face with God, we will struggle with Him till the end of the day. Because you have so much energy. This boy, somebody should look for him for me. You have so much energy that God wants to do something in your life but you are contesting it. You are saying, God, no, please not time. God wants to take certain things away from you and you are like, God, no, it's not now. So, the weight of God's glory has to come so mightily upon you to walk His work in your life. Is somebody listening to me? Now, when that happens, what does it do? There is a change of your life system, you are no longer the kind of person you used to be. Remember in the book of Exodus chapter 33 and in Exodus chapter 20 when Moses came down from the mountain after he had an encounter with God. The Bible said the glory of God radiating upon his face was so bright and the people could not look at Moses face to face. So they had to look for a veil to cover him. So that the glory of God radiating from his face, they would not be able to look at it. It was a bright light. Thank God for the death of Jesus. In our own days, we don't need a veil even when the glory of God comes. Why? Because the glory of God, when it comes upon our lives, what it does is that it, it improves upon, not just an improvement, it brings a transformation and it enhances our life. It makes our life better. And that's why that song that we used to sing says, As I look into your face, I become the light. So the light that radiates from His presence Makes us light as well. Is somebody listening to me? So normally it is going to wear you out. It is going to break you. It will exhaust you. And then this is what it will do. It will make you gentle and normal. It's going to mellow you. You have that. You heard that one before. Mellow down. It's going to mellow you. It's going to bring you to your weakest point. And you will realize that that someday, like Ola said. What normally would trigger anger from you never mattered anymore because God is working inside of you. God is doing something on the inside of you. This morning, I want to share with us on what I've titled A New Life. And that is because of what I saw most of us feel in the forms that we gave out to you, the little paper we gave out to you to write. There are some of you I can say that there's none of you here that has not had to give your life to Jesus Christ more than two times. You have given it to him, you have given it to him again, you have given it to him again, and you have given it to him again. And you are now like, it's like I'm not serious. I, I keep giving my life to Jesus every time. I go back to sin. How many of you were feeling like that last week, Sunday? This is a family meeting. I told you last week, Sunday. So just feel that way. Great. Thank you, Bijuji. So if you see that you, and you cannot make sense. That, why is it that after giving my life to Jesus, I still find myself doing the things that I did I used to do before I gave my life to Christ? For example, maybe you used to tell life to avoid pain. You used to take your mommy's money to buy something for yourself without telling them. You know you won't call that stealing. Is it stealing you call it? What do you call it? I just took it. It's called taking. Is it tech-free? Eh? Is it taking? Even? Eh? Borrow. 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 You borrow it. <laughs> you pay in the future when you start working. But what what, what is that in the real sense of it? Stealing. Stealing. And I'm going like, ah, but I've given my life to Christ. So why am I disobedient? Why am I arrogant? Why am I this? Let me share something with you this morning that will bless your life forever. Listen to me. Every time you hear the word of God and you feel that you are not who you are supposed to be in Christ, and there is an urge for you to give your life to Christ, listen to me, somebody, give it to Him. Are you with me? If you have given your life to Christ before, And one day you hear the word of God and you feel like, oh, I can be better than I am. I need to give my life to Christ. Give it to Him. One of the things I'm going to tell you teenagers this morning is that continue to give your life to Jesus until Jesus has your life completely. Continue to give your life to Jesus until He has taken over every part of your life. Maybe last week's Sunday, when you gave your life to Christ, it was only your hand you gave him. At the end of this service, you will feel like, oh, let me give him my leg. Give him. You are going to be doing that time and time again until Jesus makes sense and meaning to you. Because truly, the life of faith that we talk about as Christians is a life that must make sense. We should be able to make sense out of it. And so we can say that the things I used to do before, I do them no more. It is a gradual process. I want to say to someone this morning, take it easy on yourself. God is walking inside of you. Don't get frustrated and leave the hand of God because you cannot make sense of what God is doing inside of you. Is Jesus real? Yes! Is your salvation experience real? Yes. Do you have struggles? Yes. Do you have things that you cannot explain? Yes. But you cannot achieve the ideal. You cannot achieve that life, that higher life, that God wants you to achieve by your own strength alone. So you must then trust God to work it out inside of you. Somebody repeat after me this morning. Say, Jesus... Jesus, I trust you and I, and I know that you are walking inside of me there is a life called the new life and what is this new life the new life is the life that God empowers us to live by his spirit some of you have found yourself arguing the Bible with people You don't need to argue the Bible with anybody. The Bible is the truth on its own. It does not need evidence to make it real. We believe the word of God, the Bible, as the inspired word of God that he communicated the revelation of himself to men. And as they understood, they put it together for our own growth and development in our faith with him. So this morning, I want us to read the Bible together. We're going to read it like a storybook. We're going to read Romans chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 11. Romans chapter 6 from verse 1 to 11. Media, can we have that scripture projected so that we can read it together? If you have the New Living Translation, I'm going to like it. But if not, maybe the New King James Version will just be fine. It's 11. Any of them? All right. Great. Great. Romans chapter six from verse one. Romans chapter six from verse one. A new life, a new life, a new life. Okay. While the media guys are trying to come up with it, I want to believe every one of us have our Bibles. So let's open to it. You don't read your Bible and let your own Bible speak to you this morning. Does it make sense? I have mine here with me today. I carried the hard copy one, and I have the soft one here too. So. I have two Bibles in front of me with many versions in one. Romans chapter 6, we're going to read it from our various versions. And I will take it verse by verse to explain what this new life is all about. And I believe it's going to help someone here. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Have you opened to it? Romans chapter 6. Let's read verse 1 together. Everybody, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Go to verse 2. Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? 3. Or how do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection verse 6 knowing this that our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin verse 7 for he who has died has been freed from sin now if we die with christ we believe that we shall also live with him know. knowing that christ having been raised from the dead dies no more death no longer has dominion over him verse 10 for the dead that he died he died to sin once for all but the life he lives he lives to god likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive in christ jesus our lord verse 12 therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its laws. verse 13 do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Verse 14 and the last. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Amen. I thought I would hear a better amen. So in this scripture, Paul was trying to explain what it means to be saved to the Christians in Rome. A lot of them were saying, what does it mean to really be saved? And how do we make sense of the fact that we have given our life to Christ, yet it is not real to yeah. us? If yeah. your neighbor is sleeping this morning, tell yeah. your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't be dangerous to me. I need the help of God. Amen. So what does Paul say about this new life? Remember that in the book of John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus there, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He went for that to say, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So it is one thing to see the kingdom of God. It is another thing to enter into the kingdom of God. To experience the reign and the control of God even here on earth. I want you to know something this morning, friends. The kingdom of God is not just about our going to heaven. The kingdom of God is the rule of God anywhere. The kingdom of God is the control that God has in a place and over a person. So when we are saying let the kingdom of God come, what are we saying? We are saying, Lord... Have your rule, control, rule, and reign over this life and over this place. So Paul now went further to explain that idea of having given your life to Christ and making sense of your salvation encounter. Paul said, this new life that we are talking about is a life that discontinues the act of sin. The first thing I want you to understand this morning about the identity of a new life is that it is a life that passionately discontinues sin. Look at verse 1 of that scripture. It says, what shall we say again? What should we add to what we have been saying before? We have been saying this again and again that Jesus has come to die for us. An end has come to the reign of sin over our lives. What more should we say? Shall we continue in sin and expect that God will keep giving grace? Paul went further to say in verse 2, he said, Certainly not. Some version says, God forbid. If you are giving your life to Christ, you must make deliberate and intentional effort to discontinue the act of sin, to stop what is seen before God and before man. There is no sense in you being a child of God and the things you used to do before you gave your life to Christ, you still love doing them. And I want you to know this morning that you see this thing called sin. Everyone doesn't have a consciousness of it. When you want to sing, you know you want to sing. When you want to lie, you know you want to lie. Is that true? There are some of you now, if you connect your phone to this mixer to play music for us, you will be guiding that phone. Because the playlist, the next track, you cannot you cannot determine it. We can be hearing Yeshua. ah, And the next track. He's a party rider. Party scatter. The deliberate effort you must make is to remove it from your home. You cannot say you are a child of God and you surround yourself with the things that takes you away from God. You know, last week I was just meditating on a scripture. When this Romans chapter 6 came to me, and I realized that sometimes, you know, I was sharing with us sometimes here ago that the way nudity and nakedness, anyone if it's different, is being sold to us at a very cheap price these days. It's so cheap that even a poor man can buy many of it. It's free. It's free. You watch Mr. Macaroni's comedy video. 30% of the girl's dress is showing her breast. Is that true? You watch Sabinus three of the four girls that he's looking at, they are wearing one tight clothes without undies and he's making their bone to shake. He's so free, and you know how this thing happens. How many of you know what is called artificial, artificial intelligence? Great. The moment you watch one, automatically, your algorithm of your social media, we align the second one to follow it, that supports the idea that the first one sold to you. That's why, as you are finishing watching one video of Mr. Macaroni, the second video you will see is either of the same Mr. Macaroni or Sabinus. And as you are leaving that one, you are going to, I don't know what their name, I don't really want to know again. Because I must discontinue them. He says, shall we continue in sin and expect that the grace that God gives to us will continue to exist? He said, God forbid. What then does this say to us? Deliberate action to discontinue sin. To stop it by all means. Whatever it is that encourages you to sin. The lesson this morning is that you stop it. By the help of God and by your own personal discipline, I was sharing with us some times ago that many of us here, you 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 must have for girls, you must have heard me say this that a guy is trying to touch you in a way that is not right. Stand up, by your friend, and you are saying, "Leave me, leave me now, leave me now," and you are going closer to him. Somebody, you are saying, "Leave me," you are. Go- How will he leave you? How do you tell somebody to leave you? You push them away from yourself or you walk away. I can be on this one verse of scripture for the whole day to tell you that most times the reason why we feel unholy and uncertain about our salvation experience is that there are many things we indulge ourselves in. We we give ourselves to them because we like it. We give ourselves to them because we enjoy it. It makes us laugh. But as they are making you laugh with that comedy, they are selling a naked girl to you. As they are making you laugh with that comedy, they are selling how to lie to you. As they are selling that comedy to you to make you laugh, they are teaching you how to bet. Dear friends, don't be ignorant of what the devil is selling to us. Deliberately discontinue it. I told the campus students last week, if you don't have data on your phone for one day, you will not die, sir. The reason why you are watching that comedy and you are is it because you have data? Remove those songs. Remove those videos from your phone. All those websites that you have bookmarked. Delete them. Don't let them remain on your phone. Do you know why? I'll give you an example. How many of you have watched maybe a documentary of a rat that they have set trap for? Or a bird that they set a trap for? You know what they do? You put the trap somewhere, right? And they will surround things that the rat or the bird will like to eat around it, right? The bird will be eating. He will eat. He has seen the trap, right? He will eat. He will, eat. He will run. He will eat. He will run. But you see, as he's eating, what is he doing? It is drawing it closer to the trap. That's how he will eat it and eat it and eat it till it will enter into the trap and the trap will get a grip of it. Don't surround yourself with things that encourage sin in your life. Whether it is a song, whether it is a. Some of you, your wallpaper, your wallpaper, or your screensaver alone, eh? It makes you feel seductive. And yet you enjoy it. There are some of you, the clothes you wear today, it's not because you are not aware that it is ungodly and it is indecent. But you are wearing it because that is what girls of your age are wearing. The Bible this morning tells us that we cannot continue in that pattern and expect the grace of God to abound. Paul went further to tell us in verse 3, another important lesson, in verse 2. Let me finish that verse 2. He said, why should we not continue in sin? It is because the grace of God cannot continue to multiply when we deliberately commit sin. Grace only comes for those who are overcome by the force of sin and unrighteousness. That is when grace comes to help you. You don't deliberately go and watch a pornographic video and you say, ah, I will I, I confess after I finish watching. The word of God is calling to us, says, number one, for us to enjoy this new life in the identity it presents, we must deliberately discontinue sin. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Why? He said, how shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Have you seen a dead man who is breathing before? Eh? How many of you have seen a corpse before, dead man before, dead? Have you ever seen him breathing before? If you choke him, is that English word? Choke. If you pierce him with a needle, he will slap you. Have Eh? Hello. If you cut him with knife. He will ah! <laughs> say, Is that so? Answer I me, mean, is that so? Why? Why? He is dead. That is the life of a believer who has embraced Christ. You are dead. To be dead to sin means that you are no longer responsive to it. Even when the urge comes, the desire to do it has died. This is part of the things that Jesus went to the cross to accomplish for us. The desire to respond to the call of sin is no longer having a hold upon you. You see five men or five hundred naira on the floor and you are passing and something tells you to steal it. Just bend down and pick it. Nobody will know. When you have given your life to Christ, you are dead to that urge. You will just see it and it will not make sense to you and you will just pass. Why? Because your life does not depend on that money. Your life is worth more than that. So you are not responding to it. Even if the devil comes and says, come and pick this money. Or the money develops mouth and begins to say, come and pick me, come and pick me, come and pick me. You will not be able to respond to it anymore because you have given your life to christ and in christ's death our will and desire to respond to sin was killed so when somebody is saying lie so that you will not be flogged life no longer makes sense to you because you have been dead to it to die to sin and its nature is that you are no longer responding to the call that it makes to you. Hear me very well. Every evil that, that, that you find yourself committing, it has a voice. You just cannot hear it with your audible ears. It calls your spirit man. That's why you always move towards it. He says, certainly not. How can we who die to sin now live in it any longer? A dead man does not live to what he dies to. No matter how great the tank of oxygen is, the moment a man dies, he does not have the capacity to take it anymore. Because the part of his body that will respond to that oxygen has died. Is that true, doctor? Now let's go further. He said in that scripture, he said, let's go to verse, verse, um, let me skip this, let me go to verse 5 now. Verse 5 said, If we that have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with. Friends, hear me very well. There is a body called the body of sin. It is the nature of sin. It is what makes ungodliness to be comfortable and doable. Listen to me, friends. If you call yourself a child of God, and you now have the body of Christ upon you, there are some clothes you will wear on your body, and your body will repel it. Am I speaking to someone here? There are some clothes you want to wear. This body is no longer the body of sin. It is now the body of Christ. Is that so? The moment anything that is not Christ-like comes near that body, what does it do to it? He repels it. So, in that verse 6 scripture, the Bible there says, Knowing this, that our old man was nailed to the cross and crucified, that the body of sin might be done away with. The reason is that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Who is a slave? Somebody who has lost his will to say no to anything that is offered to it. Back in the days of our history classes we were told that slaves will be forced to work from morning till night and they will not be given food, yet they must work. Do you see what sin does to people? A slave because a man wants to prove ownership of it. He will use padlock to put in his mouth, it will put hole in the mouth up and down and lock it with key, So that they will not eat sugar cane in their sugar cane plantations. The Bible here says that the reason why this body of sin is put to death is so that we will no longer be slaves to sin. So that sin will no longer have us like a control and dragging us like somebody who puts rope on the neck of a goat and is dragging it anywhere. Oh, sometimes I pity goats and chickens during Christmas. Somebody will sit on the bike and they will hold the chicken by the leg, we bend the head down. That's what sin does to many people. You don't have power to say no. You are just doing anything he asks you to do, you will just do. This morning, that spirit that causes you to do what you do not want to do, I cast it out of your life in the name of Jesus. Let me read verse 7 as I highlight further things with us and then we go ahead to pray. He says, for he who died has been freed from sin. Do you see that in your scripture? He who died to sin. He who said no to sin anymore, no more for me. He said, he has been freed from sin. And that's why as Christians, I told you, the least thing we should fear is death. Because our death in the flesh is our presence with God. Why? This nature of sin has been put to death. And so, we have died and we are free from sin. In the death of Christ, one died for all. this nature of sin was nailed to the cross remember the bible tells us that this jesus who was the righteousness of god on the account of our sins when he was going to die he became sin i want you to understand this from a faith dimension so that you will not be going ahead to say ah i need to go and die for myself again because jesus died for this for sin no he has died for you and me we don't need to die again At that time when Jesus was dying on the cross, the Bible said he who knew no sin became sin. And at that time, God turned his eyes away from Jesus for the first and the only time. He took sin upon himself. And the Bible said the eyes of God cannot behold iniquity. So what did Jesus say to his father? He said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? His father forsook him because he has taken our sins upon himself. So why should we now still be glued to sin? Why should we still find ourselves doing those things that Christ has already died for? Why not embrace and reach out by faith to say, Oh Jesus, I received the gift of your death on the cross for my freedom from the hold of sin, that therefore sin shall not have control over me. Look at verse verse 8 now. I really wish I can run very quickly. He said, now if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. What does it mean to live with him? It means that we will be responsive now to the leadings and the callings of God. And so as sometimes in your walk with God and in your normal day routine, like we heard this morning from some of our friends and brothers, that just on their own, have a push to study the Word of God they have a drive to pray they have a drive to do something that is of greater value that is what it means to be alive with Christ to respond to the will of God to respond to the intentions and the desires of God the things that brings God's pleasure God is helping someone this morning I think that is me God is helping someone this morning so in verse 9 He said, in order for you to enjoy this new life, you must know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is Jesus still in the grave? I can't hear you. Is Jesus still in the grave? Having been raised, follow me carefully, having been raised from the dead, he dies no more. Therefore, death has no dominion over him. Death no longer has dominion over him so look at what i was saying before that for the day that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to god now look at what paul now tells us to understand from that story in that verse in verse 11. he said likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord what that therefore means is that now that Jesus has died and will no longer die to sin and is no longer responsive to the pain of your sin he said he is now alive to God he is now responsive to God he now moves in the direction of what God of what gives God pleasure he said your life also as a Christian your life as a believer that should be mm-hmm. your ultimate goal that you are always driving towards what gives God pleasure. So anything that you know deep within you will make God angry. You don't find yourself excited to do it. If lying will make God unhappy with you, you choose not to lie. If listening, there are some of you, you know, sometimes I feel like, Oh God, when are you going to help my teenagers? There was a day I wanted to play, I, I, I didn't come with my phone, I left it in the office. And I said, one of you should use uh, his phone and play music. on he said, yeah, Pastor, the kind of music you would like is not inside. <laughs> and I'm like, when are we going to have a revelation of this life of Christ? Dear friends, stop struggling with the things that we call sin and the Bible presents as sin embrace the grace of god by this grace you can live above the hold of sin i'm about to round up but let me go to verse 12 so that we can pray from there it says therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies mortal means your physical bodies that you should obey it in its lust did you see that in your bible did you see that in your bible he says, therefore, do not let sin reign. What does it mean to reign? What does it mean to reign? To dominate. Don't let sin dominate your bodies anymore. Don't let sin dominate your bodies anymore. The clothes you wear, the friends you keep, the things that you do, the songs that you listen to, do not allow them to be inspired by sin. He says, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies. Because the moment sin continues to reign in your mortal bodies, what does it do to you? It will force you to obey its lust. And what is lost? What is lost? A vain desire for what does not profit. Something that is not going to profit you. You have a desire for it. For example, do you stand up? Stand up. You are eating breakfast this morning. For example, I'm not sure. I don't know, but it may be or not. Now you are eating and you are full, and then you now see uh, merita, You know Yamerita? How many of you like Yamerita? You now you like it. And then you now say, ah, even though I am eating this morning, I, really. I still want to have more of this. Is that so? Even. At the end, what will happen to you? You will get overfull. And what is that? What's that called? Eh? Greed. What again? Constipation, right? Now look at where I'm going in that in that analogy again. Having been full, if you are full of it, you don't need it anymore. But you see, what made him to eat? Like if when the Bible talked about the, the, the forbidden fruit she ate, he said she saw it that it was good to the eyes. The same way you look at the American, say, ah, This thing is very good. Say, and then it consider that it will be good for the body to be feeling in the stomach. Say, ah, If I eat it, my tummy will feel good. There's nothing to feel good about it. At the end of the day, it's still the way that we, 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 we dance. All the mangoes there, they will celebrate. Is that true? So it is now calling for you to have it, even though it is not going to yield any significant profit but discomfort. Do you now understand why? Somebody will go and steal. They will catch him. They will beat him and disgrace him. They will then, sit up. they will now release him. And two weeks later, he will still go back to steal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you have some people in your class, they steal this week, next week again, they steal, even after they disgrace. There are some of your class members, they know them for that. And nobody wants to come close to them. Is that true? But do you know the reason why this is the scripture that explains it for us it because sin now reigns in their mortal bodies it is now making them to obey its lust its unprofitable desire it is, what joy does it give to you that you are called a thief what joy does it give to you that you are called a disobedient child it is no longer you at that point but the desire of the devil that is at work in the life of a man. Now let's read verse 13 together, everyone. Let's go, verse 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. What that means is that no part of your body should be useful to the devil. Is somebody here? No part. How many parts? No path should be useful to the devil, including your ears. It is no longer useful to the devil when the devil is calling you to listen to a song that will not profit your spirit. I reject and I deny my ears from being useful to the devil. When somebody is calling you to go... you. My daughter was sharing with me, was it the day before yesterday, that in their class, a group of them were planning for... Dinner that they want to have a class uh, uh, get together, hang out to an undisclosed location. Wow. <laughs> My wife is here. The class members are the one planning that party and they want to take their fellow class members to an undisclosed location. Doctor, university student, undisclosed location. And they will pay is it 5,000 or 8,000? You want to pay money to go to a place you do not know before you go. But this is it, sir. Do you know some people will fall for it? Why? This scripture still explains it. It says that sin it is what is reigning in their mortal bodies and it is compelling them to obey, to do what it says. When the nature of sin is what a man has, it will always compel it to do what it pleases. But if it is the nature of Christ, the nature of the righteousness of Christ that you have, it will also compel you to do things that will please God. So as sin is dragging you to do, it will not profit you. I wonder, sir. Somebody stole the beat in blue black. All his body came everywhere. And then two weeks later, he went to steal again. game. Ah! The devil is a bad devil. He makes men. Prisoners of pain. They will cry. You know, they beat... Somebody is told. They beat him. He's the one crying, feeling the pain. He will go to a doctor, doctor, we treat them. Abi? And then that person will still go again and steal. I'm about to close this morning. But well, it says, Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God. Has been alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness. And that's one major prayer we'll be praying this morning. We're going to dedicate every part of our bodies to God this morning. That no part of our body will be responsive to sin, including our eyes, our ears, our tongues, our hands, our legs. I'm saying that it is so real. That you will even need to say to yourself as a guy, even my penis is not going to be useful to the devil anymore. Ladies, you will say your purity vow. that you will give your bodies to God. My body is not available. I keep telling you how will a responsible, sane, sound thinking girl Keep herself. And one stupid boy that does not have a destiny to be, will be pressing her breast. This is what? This is why? For such people, they are presenting their members as instruments of unrighteousness. You will say to yourself, This morning, my hand, you are no longer going to be useful to the devil anymore. You will not be an instrument of unrighteousness, but instrument of righteousness. I will use my hand to carry it here and win soul for God. It's not to use my hand to go and steal, I will not use my hand to fight. Is somebody listening to me this morning? Is this thing making sense to you? You can consecrate every part of your body to be useful to God and God alone. And say, devil, you are not the one that made me. It is God that made me. And he made me fearfully and wonderfully. So every part of me must glorify God. Some of you, your brain, the kind of thoughts it is thinking is how to defraud people of their hard-earned money. Last two weeks or thereabouts, it was told to me that a woman in her seventies gave a young boy, of in his early twenties, her phone, that she was not having network or something. And the boy immediately, he just punched one or two things. Apparently, maybe the woman off her data, I don't know. But within a short while, network came upon the phone. And an alert dropped. And the boy saw that money entered the woman's phone. And you know what he did? His brain began to work for the devil. Yes now, I told you that body, your body can become an instrument of unrighteousness. So his brain began to respond to the devil. And what did the devil ask him to do? Transfer that money to your account. And the guy transferred 410,000 naira to various accounts of his friends. He began to separate the money place to place. May your body And every part of it no longer be useful to the devil. You will consecrate your mouth. Some of you, you can abuse abuse anything. Before you know, you are stupid. You are crazy. You are mad. Are you mad? Are you okay? You will consecrate your mouth and your talk this morning. That this mouth is only going to be useful for the praise of God's glory. That is when you begin to enjoy this new life. When your bodies and every part of it is no longer... Because what is it that you use to enjoy life, sir? Eh? What do you use to live life? Is it not your body? Is there a life without your body? So how do you enjoy new life? By offering your bodies. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, my brothers, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Rise up to your feet this morning as we pray. We're gonna begin our prayers this morning with verse 12 of Romans chapter 6. And I will want you to pray for yourself this morning. Hello, friends. You will close your eyes and we will pray. See, this one is not it's not a prayer. We all need help, we all without exception we need help. As adults, as teenagers, we need help. And so we are gonna pray. Our time is well spent this morning. We are gonna call upon God and say, Father, I accept the fact that you love me. I accept the fact that you love me and I embrace it. I embrace it. Lord, I am aware that you love me. I know that you love me. I know that you love me. I accept that you love me and you gave yourself to me. Can you pray this morning with me and say, Father, I present my life to you. I rededicate my life to you this morning. I'm not going to call you out here or ask you to raise your hand, but I'm saying that you present your body as a living sacrifice unto God. Can you pray and say, Father, I present my body to you. I present myself to you this morning as a sacrifice. I present my bodies to you as a gift. I present every member of my body to you. I rededicate my life, my spirit, my soul, and my body to you. Is somebody praying or is somebody quiet? Lord, I dedicate every part of my life. I give you all. I give you all. Every part of me, I give it to you. 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 you. Can you pray with me this morning and say, Father, sin will no longer reign in my body. Open your mouth and pray, sin will no longer reign in my body. Light will no longer reign in my body. Oh, stealing will no longer reign in my body. Oh, call God Almighty, pornography, masturbation, everything that is not of God. Disobedience, pride, it will no longer reign in my body. I terminate the root of sin in my life. I terminate the roots of every ungodly attitude some of you are not praying please pray this is your personal deliverance for yourself lord let the root of sin die in my life in the name of jesus please pray lord sin will no longer reign in my mortal bodies i will not obey the voice of satan i will not obey the voice of satan that's what devil is telling me to do i will not do it anymore i will not do it anymore oh the voice of the devil i bind it out of my life i cast it out of my life somebody needs to pray somebody needs to pray i cast out the voice of the devil out of my life in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we are prayed He says, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. Can you pray this morning and say, Father, Father. I withdraw myself. I can't hear you. Is it because I'm not saying, pray that God will bless you and give you money? If you have money and this matter, you don't get it right. It's a waste. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? There are some of you here The devil knows your name and your number. In fact, let me say the way we used to say it. There are some of you here, the devil knows your mumu body. He knows how to corner you to do what he wants to do. I want you to pray this morning, Lord, I withdraw myself from the manipulations of the devil. I withdraw myself from the manipulations of the devil. the things that the devil used to tell me to do I withdraw myself from it the Bible says shall the captive be delivered from the hands of its captors this morning I declare my deliverance from the hand of the devil I am no longer in the hand of the devil I am in the hand of God I am in the hand of God some of you are not praying or some of you are not praying please pray this prayer very well in the name of Jesus oh everything that is not of God in my life this morning Cast them out of my life. In the name of Jesus, can you pray this morning? Lord, no longer will I present the members of my bodies as instruments of unrighteousness. Open your mouth and pray. I will not no part of my body, beginning from my head to my eyes, mention them one after the other. Touch them one after the other. None of them will be available to the devil. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? touch them one by one no part of my body no part of my body will be available to the devil anymore please pray please pray please pray all eyes closed this is your personal business don't mind anybody don't look at anybody pray for yourself no part of my body mention them one by one boys pray in the name of jesus Every part of my body, my heart, my mind, my spirit, my brain, my hands, my eyes, my tongues, my teeth, open your mouth and pray, my feet, every part of me, dedicate even your penis. I'm telling you this morning, this matter is serious. It will no longer be available for the devil. My life is not available for the devil to use. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, this is my prayer this morning. That no part of my body will be available for the devil. When the devil tells me to lie, there is no part of my body that will be available to it. Teenagers, pray now. Pray, pray, pray. You want me to be mentioning your name that you are not praying, pray! or oh, Pray, oh, pray, pray. Oh. Lord, I dedicate every part of my body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. The same way you pray that no part of your body will be an instrument in the hand of the devil. You are also going to pray that every part of your body will be an instrument of righteousness. It will be an instrument of godliness. You will dedicate every part of yourself, every part of your body, and in the name of Jesus, my eyes, you become an instrument for righteousness. My teeth, my tongue, my ears, my mind, my legs, every part of your body. This prayer is the deliverance some of you need. I dedicate it to God, I dedicate it to God dedicate it to God in the name of Jesus I dedicate it to God it will be an instrument for righteousness an instrument for righteousness an instrument for righteousness an instrument for righteousness, righteousness. exam practice I cast you out of my life I will no longer yield to the voice of the devil in the name of Jesus 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 i am alive to christ i am alive to christ in jesus mighty name we are praying are we being blessed already i want you to pray and say father say father i will begin to enjoy my relationship with jesus it will be real to me it will make meaning to me open your mouth and pray it will not be vague some of you you say, i don't know what it means that i'm born again you are going to pray now lord No, I beginning from now, I begin to declare that I have value, I have true understanding of my relationship with Jesus. Some of you are not praying. Please pray, please pray, please pray. In the name of Jesus, I have an understanding of what it means to be saved. I have an understanding of what it means to be holy. I live holy and acceptable unto God. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. In verse 14 of that, the Bible says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. You are going to pray and say, Father, henceforth sin will no longer have dominion over me. Sin will no longer control me. Do you know what it means? Let me give you an example. How many of you play PlayStation? You have PlayStation, or you play it with your friends? When you press arrow 2, what happens? Run. It will do what? Run. Run. Eh, Deolu? Eh? Shoot. I can't hear you. Finesse shot. Finish shot. Fine shot. Nice shot. what did you say? Is it R two you used to dribble? No. If you press, if you press R two on your pad, and your player begins to dribble, what is happening? Malfunction. Your keeper, your 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 pad is malfunctioning, Is that true? See, that is how this life of sin works. What I'm saying, in essence, is that when the devil comes and touches your heart henceforth, what it, the way it will touch your heart and you will do what it wants, you will no longer be doing it anymore. It will be showing error. Keep out malfunction. Then you say, ah, I don't understand. If this part is malfunctioning, do you know why? The operating system has changed. Jesus Man. has come to take his place. When it touches you to lie, you will not lie anymore. When it touches you to steal, you will not steal anymore. And the devil will say, ah, I have lost this world. I have lost this world. I no longer have a seat in this life. I no longer have a place in this life. Jesus has stepped in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. The final prayer we are going to pray this morning is the song. Yes. Come and take your place. Oh Lord, come and take your place. Oh Lord, in my life, in my life, come and take your place. In my life, in my life, come and take your place. Hear me very well, dear friends. When Jesus takes his place in your life, he does not only prepare you to go to heaven. He prepares you to live an excellent life one year on earth. You are complaining that you don't understand your academics. Jesus has not taken his place. You? you are complaining that you are falling sick every week. He has not taken his place. When he takes his place, he fixes everything. When it takes its place, it corrects every abnormality. I want you to sing that song as if it is your desperate cry. You will lift your hands to Jesus and you will cry out to God. It's a prayer. I know I'm supposed to say pray in Jesus' name, but you can pray through a song. And you're going to sing that song from the depth of your heart because it is your endless cry. Open your mouth and sing in my life, come and and take your place I
2: said you should lift up your hands
0: to God, it's a sign that you need his help Come. There are some of you here, you are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I need a determination. I, what I just need is determination. Okay. There are some of you, that's your... I'm hearing it very clearly. Pastor, pray for me. I need determination. I want to tell you the story of Daniel in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. The Bible said, Daniel determined in his heart that he will not, he will not he did not. At the end of ten days, the Bible said he was better than everyone. I want you to pray this morning, Lord. I am determined to please you. Help my determination. That is the prayer. That is the prayer. Please pray, Lord. I am determined to please you. I am determined to bring you honor. I am determined to bring you glory. I am determined to bring you praise. Lord, help my determination help my determination I am tired of falling and rising Lord help my determination help my determination like Daniel I make a determination today not to sin anymore no, I make a strong determination never again never again never again It's our prayer this morning that we will enjoy the newness of life. We will enjoy the newness of life. Amen. We're about to close this service, but I feel very strong upon my heart. There are some of you here, you want to say to God, Lord. Come what may, I will keep my body for you. I want all eyes closed, please. I want all eyes closed. This is a section for your your commitment to sexual purity. I sense it very strongly. Bring the people down the wheel. And some of you here, you are, you are saying, I'm tired. What is it? Me and boys, me and even married men are looking at my direction already. And you are saying, Lord, I make a commitment to sexual purity. It's a commitment to sexual purity this morning. You want to stop all forms of sexual sin. Pornography, masturbation, unhealthy engagement and entanglement. This morning, I want you to put your right hand on your chest. And raise your left hand to the Lord yes 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 do that and I'll pray for you this morning you don't want to lose it you don't want to lose it you want to keep your bodies for Jesus the Lord bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you. who else is joining this ones? who else is joining this one as we make this prayer together father
2: this morning
0: I bring before you your children, each one, one by one, by the names you know them. I ask that you will give them grace. Titus 2 verse 11, your word said there is a grace that brings salvation, and that grace has appeared to all men. May that grace appear to them this morning. May they live for you all the days of their life. That voice that keeps drawing them into sexual sins, that makes them defile their bodies just to please the lust of sin, this morning, I bind that voice out of their life. Beginning from today, you will hear God. You will enjoy Him more. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Put down your hands, those ones. Dear friends, let me share something with you as we close this service this morning. Please, feel very free to speak with our volunteers so that they can guide you and help you walk the path of faith. This is, is that okay? Don't struggle on your own. Don't struggle on your own. There is nothing that struggling to deal with sin will help you accomplish other than it drawing you down further. When a man is sinking, he cannot save himself. Is that true? When you are sinking in the swimming pool, can you save yourself? You need a person who is not sinking to help you out. Please take advantage of the presence of our volunteers. And come for help. Don't die in silence. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In the course of the week, by Wednesday, we'll be having our true connect. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be an awesome time in God's presence. Please make yourself available so that we can learn further. Those of you who were around last week, Wednesday, thank you for coming. I trust God that the Lord will help us. Now, please sit down. I'm going to close now. In the course of the week, also. Wow, what a rain. In the course of the week, also we notice that there are some of us, there are some of us who. Where where are we going? What am I I'm done. I'm not making an announcement. Thank you.
2: What